Hey, we're Shan and Ryan Tripp, parents of five on a journey to discover what it takes to raise great humans while enjoying the heck out of life along the way. Sometimes it's easy to let the weight of everyday life, parenting, marriage, finances, get in the way. But what we found is that as you break out of the norm and do life a little bit differently, a whole new world can open up to you. So if you're ready, we would love to invite you on this journey with us as we pull back the curtains and have a whole lot of fun along the way. And it's true what they say, life's a trip. This is our story. How will you write yours? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Life's a Trip podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, Shannon. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Thank you. You're in a chipper mood today. Yes, indeed. Because we have something very, very unique to talk about today. (laughs) So, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about our faith. We, we kind of weave that into everything we do, but I don't know that we've ever really sat and, um, and shared much about our beliefs and our belief in God and Jesus Christ. And we're not going to listen. If you, whether you're Christian or you're not, or you're believing or you're not wherever you are. Uh, we're, we're not, you know, we're not trying to persuade you one way or the other. We're not going to lay it on too thick and we're not going to speak specifically about our faith. We actually want to talk about, uh, how we've made decisions with the influence of God and his Holy spirit in our, in our lives. And, and we want to talk about this because we all just spoke in our church on Sunday. We stood in front of the whole congregation and we spoke, including the kids, and it was just such a cool day. And we thought we would share some of those thoughts with you in this podcast. So that's where we're at. It was such a special day. And it was so cute because as me and Ryan were gathering our thoughts the night before, the kids were all like, wait, mom and dad, we want to do it too. So they got a pen and a paper and they went downstairs in their rooms and they wrote down their whole testimony about Jesus Christ and just how he has been a part of their lives. And like Ryan said, if you guys believe or you don't, you will get something out of this because there are, whether it's whatever you, whatever you feel is your higher power, we all can acknowledge there is a higher power that is a part of our lives. And Ryan and I very much believe that that is a savior who loves us very much and is a part of our lives and has guided us through some pretty interesting uh, big changes in our lives. And we talked a little bit about this. So we're just going to, we're going to give you a little recap about uh, kind of some little, little miracles and some big miracles that we've seen in our life. And um, hopefully it'll help you kind of pull out some things that you have also seen in your life. Preach girl, preach. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, we are Christian. We are members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So more specifically, Mormons and Mormonism, uh, because we have another book of scripture called the book of Mormon. That's where the term Mormonism or Mormons comes from. I was a missionary, gosh, 20 years ago. Right. So, uh, if you're not familiar with the Mormon church, we usually go out at age 19 as young men and, and, uh, serve a two year mission, teaching people about Jesus Christ and teaching them about what our church has to offer and what we believe. And, uh, so I spent two years in Anaheim, California, and I learned Spanish and spoke with a lot of the amazing Mexican people who live in that area um, around Anaheim and Orange County. And it was an amazing experience for me. And it solidified my testimony and what I believe and was just such an amazing experience. I had no idea that years later, our family would move to Puerto Rico. And so my Spanish served me well. And, and of course, it's served me well to 
have a belief in uh, in Christ, and um, of course, that's just core to what Shannon and I believe in how we raise the kids. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> You're so cute right now. <laughs> Here we are in Utah. If you can pretty much flip a coin, and if someone's from Utah, they're probably 50-50 shot. They're probably Mormon or have, have been Mormon at some point. Or, or at least know a Mormon. You know, um, it's it's been really, it's been such a blessing for us to get outside of Utah, I think, you know, and just be able to, our very best friends in Puerto Rico, you know, we went to their church several times uh, that's different from ours. And we've been to several different churches than ours. And I don't know if we would have had those opportunities to meet those kind of people or experience other churches and faiths and religion if we wouldn't have ever left Utah because there there are a lot of LDS churches here. Um, but in some ways, you know, it's just opened our hearts, opened our minds. We just believe that like, you know, maybe there's one true way, maybe there's not, but this is the way that we have chosen to raise our kids because it just teaches such wonderful values. And um, it's just a church centered around family. And we love that. And we love, we love what the church teaches and we love that we can have relationships with people outside of our church. And there's just beautiful, wonderful people in all spaces of religion that I know God loves and outside of religion. And we're just grateful to have the knowledge that we have in our lives and to be a part of this church. So we want to talk a little bit, not necessarily about the church today, but we want to talk about the same the same God that in, you know, we all can worship in different ways and how he has been a part of the details of our lives. Because I would say that's, that's the biggest, you know, cornerstone of my testimony is, is wow. Like he really has been in the details. And, and I'll add to what you said earlier that as we traveled this last year, more than we ever have Africa, Switzerland, Italy, uh, London, um, Puerto Rico, Utah, California, you meet people along the way and some of our closest friends and strangers and the, the a, a common thread is that we, we all, most, most people that we've met, they're, they're great people and we all have something that we believe in. And, there, and there's definitely a magic there when you believe in God or a higher power and something that is directing our lives and gives us a purpose. Right. And so we know that what that is for us. And when others have had questions about that and how, some of our stuff might be different than uh, the other church. We're always happy to discuss that, but uh, without a doubt, there are amazing people around the world, and uh, we're all here on this earth, and so we should be kind to one another, and we should love one another, and we should try to respect this earth that we have and support one another, and uh, it, it just makes for makes you a lot happier. And uh, it's, my my cute sister in law just said. Um, what you say to me the other day, it was your sister. She was like, you know, we're all just on our own journeys, just walking each other home. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, you know, that's so cute. It's so true. We're all just on our own journeys and we're just, we should be walking each other home. Like we should be supportive, supportive and lovely, lovely, lovely. (laughs) We should be lovely and loved. (laughs) And, uh, my brother says a similar phrase, which always cracks me up and makes me feel better. If you ever have money problems, he says, Life's expensive, but at least you get a free trip around the sun. <laughs> so if you ever feel like uh, inflation and interest rates are high and life's tough and money's tight, you know, hey, at least you get a free trip around the sun here you're on so, earth. You're so positive. You, you have to spin it that way, I guess. So to get to the heart of what we shared on Sunday when we spoke, 
um, and what Shannon and I have certainly felt over the last several years and throughout our lives is taking your your questions, taking your trials, taking your challenges, your goals, your dreams, your your failings, taking it all to God and asking for his help to overcome, to guide you where you should go. And a lot of our story and what we've shared on the podcast was leaving home, going somewhere new, kind of these big, scary decisions. And so we went through a process where we prayed and we took note of our feelings and ultimately felt guided to move our family to Hawaii. And then from there, start a business. And then from there, come back to Utah for a little while and navigate through COVID. And then from there, take our family and move to Puerto Rico. So there have been these big decisions that we've been guided very much by the spirit along the way. Yeah. And I, and I, I'd love to take you guys back as we kind of went down memory lane, me and Ryan, when, uh, you know, five years ago when I looked at him and I was like, honey, I feel like we should move and not because anything was wrong. Nothing was wrong. Everything was actually like as perfect as it possibly could have been. Ben, my family was down the road. We had a home. It was I thought safe. Shannon was in trouble with the law. She's <laughs> like, been known to speed occasionally. And I thought, <laughs> oh no, it's finally caught up to her. We've got to flee the country. We've got to get out of the state of Utah and we've got to go to Hawaii. Why would she have this sudden urgency to go? Yeah, it was crazy because this is like my dream to live, you know, in my hometown with my family and raising kids. It was just just crazy the the timing that God decided to intervene and just kind of nudge us that we should be challenged more. You know, we should be pushed. We should be expanded, like help us, helping us reach our potential, which at that time we could not see. But going back and kind of seeing how he worked his, his magic and making this move happen for us. Um, I spoke about this a little bit in church, but there were three things that happened that year. So I, I told Ryan this, and then we just talked about it a lot. And a year later, actually made the decision to move. Um, but earlier that year, I didn't put this together, like I said, until later. But earlier that year, we got we got a knock on a door from a neighbor who who wanted to buy our home. Yeah, two houses down. I mean, has that ever happened to any of you? <laughs> like, it just, I don't know many people that that has happened to. They just literally were like, Hey, we want your house if you're willing to sell it. And at the time, we were, we were like, "Why does this feel good? Why yeah. should we sell it?" It's you a know, good offer. This was 2015, 2016. Yeah, and and we just kind of thought, you know, this is crazy. Why why should we sell our house? We love our house. We love our neighborhood. But we just felt so peaceful about it. So we sold it. We sold it to him. We went into a rental home, not knowing where that would lead us. And about that same time, we went out to dinner with some old friends, and Ryan had been working in corporate in um, working in healthcare administration, kind of moving up the ladder. And these friends offered Ryan this job. We weren't even really planning. I don't, I don't think on a job offer that dinner, but they offered him this job where he could work remotely eventually. And he would have never been able to do that if he would have stuck with his job. So we, we found ourselves in this position where we were in a rental home and Ryan was able to leave or to work remotely and I was kind of at a point at the in the ER where I just needed a little bit of a break. I wasn't planning on taking as long of a break that I've taken, but a little break to just kind of whew, catch my breath after seeing all the things that I see in the pediatric ER and raising my young kids. And we just, we kind of looked at each other like, wow, could this, 
could have, we, we wouldn't have anticipated that. That wasn't us, you know, that wasn't us making these decisions. That was, I feel like God really does put people and opportunities and things in place to just really help prepare a way for us to do his will. So what's interesting as you rewind that tape, and it's fun to hear you tell that story because I think, okay, one thing to point out, it, it happened over the course of about a year. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I think we should go to Hawaii. And the very next day we're on a flight to Hawaii. So it's kind of this initial feeling that maybe, I don't know whether we concocted that on our own or whether kind of God put that on our heart. It just kind of sat with us and then things start to happen. And we still had to be, you know, one of the things that, that we know is that we can't just, you know, God's not going to move us around like chess pieces and we just kind of sit on the couch and just wait for him to move us. We have to take action. And so every one of those things that you talked about selling the house, well, yeah, we had to, I mean, we didn't really know where we would go. So we kind of, we felt good about it and we took a risk and we sold it. And then we went to the next thing. We found a rental house that kind of opened up to us and then taking a job. It didn't make any sense for me to leave my job. I was in a great job. And then I left to go to some small business recent startup in a completely different industry that had nothing to do with my training or my school, but I just felt like I should do it. I just felt that impression. And then it was kind of like that initial gut check and and take a breath and, and swallow and be like, okay, all right, let's do it. So that was our experience every step of the way. And we never, you know, we had, we had to, we had to be strong and we had to do it together, but we never felt like we were forcing anything. I think that's the thing that we've, express to each other. And we felt was, if you ever feel like you're forcing something to happen or it's just not coming together and you just feel like you're pushing against it, maybe then, it's, then maybe, maybe it's, it's not, not the, the, that's maybe not it's, it's not the, to be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Let's say it together. I was just going to say that maybe it's not the wrong thing, but maybe it's not the right, right time. That's something too. I've learned is there's been a lot of things that I felt like I was kind of forcing. And then eventually they did happen but they just weren't supposed to happen at that time. So that's a good point because I feel like growing up as a kid, I always, I I always wanted to know what was going to happen. You kind of want like a guarantee. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. You still are kind of like that. I still want, like, I want to know like, well, what is, what's going to happen next year? Mm -hmm. What what is retirement going to be like? Are we going to have enough money saved? Are we going to be healthy? How many grandkids are we going to have? I think those are fun (laughs) things to dream about, but I, sometimes I want to just know the answer. So for me, and if I may, Shannon, you may Marty McFly, (laughs) one of the great characters in all of cinema. I love the back to the future trilogy and I specifically love movie number two. So any of the back to the future fans out there, you know, that in number two, Marty goes into the future and he sees his life. And when he's older and he's married to Jennifer and they have a couple kids and doc reminds him not to disrupt anything, not to get too involved or see his future because he could disrupt the space-time continuum and, no. and the earth would explode. Uh, but, you know, I always thought that was cool because, I mean, who wouldn't love to just hop in a time machine and go forward and see, oh my gosh, are we living in Hawaii next year? Or did we get that promotion? Or, you know, can we buy that house or whatever? Should we, are we having another kid? So we don't always know the answers. We don't always know the future, uh, but I guess that's where faith comes in and a little bit of hope for a brighter future and accomplishing the things that we want. And ultimately what I would kind of share just in closing my thoughts is 
uh, it's been our experience that maybe God won't tell us exactly what our life is supposed to be, but he certainly guides us. And then we have the opportunity to, to take those chances and, and to move in that direction. I, I, I guess for me as a kid growing up, it was like, what's, what's my career going to be that I was so focused on that. Like, what am I going to do for my career? What am I going to be when I grow up? And I would say, I never really figured that out. It was some people just know I'm going to be a doctor and they're a doctor for 40 years. Like I admire those people. I just think they, to know that and to just go through that. But I've, I've bounced around and ultimately I've left jobs and now I'm, we're working together and I would have never known that as a kid. But so I don't think that, you know, our heavenly father says, well, Ryan, you were foreordained to be on the PGA tour. Lord knows I wish that were the case, (laughs) but I think that I've had some amazing opportunities to work for some amazing companies with some amazing people and provide an income for my family. But those have been things that I've been led to, but ultimately I've been able to make the choice of, I'm going to go into this career, then I'm going to shift and I'm going to go take that job. And then we're going to start this business together. So he's been guiding me every step of the way, even if the answer isn't clearly written down on a piece of paper. Yeah. But because I don't think that I don't think there's always just one way we can do things. You know, our potential is so vast and so big and so huge that sometimes there are, you know, several roads we could go down to lead us to the same thing. So if you're making a decision, you're like, I just don't know which one's right. I just don't know which one's right. Just make the decision, just make a decision. And if you reach a point where you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good anymore, then go back, pivot and you go the other way, but But you just make the decision. You just make the choice and you go forward and until that that roadblock, just just don't look back. And it's tricky because we're creatures of habit and and some people really reject change. Everybody likes to get settled into a comfort zone. So with God's help, we just kind of have to break out of that comfort zone and and try something new. It's, well, it's not as scary once you once you develop that habit, right? Exactly. And that's one thing I think, you know, as we were talking and just kind of reflecting on our life and just the big changes that have happened. Uh, the big scary changes that have happened over the last five years, we we kind of just looked at each other and we're like, man, if we could tell people one thing, it's just to not be scared of the hard things. You know, just don't be scared of the hard things. If there's peace deep down, deep down inside, then God will provide a way for you to make that happen. And I, I mean, every scary hard thing that we've done has pushed us, expanded us, helped us grow, challenged us. So now we are better humans, better moms, better dads, better wife and husband and sisters and brothers and daughters. We're just better because of the hard stuff we've been through. And I know that everybody's li- everybody listening can be like, yeah, kind of kind of crappy that it is that way, but don't be scared of the hard stuff because that's usually it's usually when uh, the magic's happening. Another thing that we've learned is when, when you feel that spiritual impression, you've got to act on it right away. And we've all been guilty of that where you maybe you felt like you need to leave a job or you feel like you need to go talk to somebody or befriend a neighbor or whatever it is that you're kind of considering. And if you sit with that for too long, eventually you're kind of numb to that spiritual impression. But when you receive that, when you know that you should do something, but you're still a little bit scared you've, you've got to just do it right away. And like a good example is you, when your alarm goes off in the morning, 
you pop up out of bed. Like I'll hit snooze. I'll kind of sleep for a little bit longer <laughs> and then I may not get out of bed at all. But as soon as you're prompted, you get up and you get out of bed. And that's how you have to be with the spirit. And, and one last tactical thing that we learned uh, from one of the leaders of our church. And this is, this, you know, it's true for everybody. You pray about it and then you listen for the feelings that you receive. You record those, write them down on a notepad or journal, sit with it for a little bit, meditate on it, and then make your decision and take action. So by following those things, anything that you're considering, anything that you're praying about, anything that you're trying to do, um, it just it becomes more clear. And um, I think as we've exercised that, you can feel the spirit more in your life. You can feel God more in your life directing your path. I want to, I want to, can I end with one of just my favorite things that another leader of our church has said, said, I pray that we can all feel God's hand in our lives and that he will grant an increase in faith to look beyond the problems of the moment to the miracles of the future. Oh, that's so good. So good. It's really easy to just feel the emotion that you have right now and let emotion lead your decisions or lead the way you behave or lead, you know, but really just having faith to look beyond your emotions and your feelings and your problems right now to just the huge miracles that God has in store for you in your future. That's amazing. You know what? I put on one of those Roan athletic t-shirts today, not sponsored by Roan. And they all have a little, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they have like a little inscription at the bottom of the the shirt and they're all usually different, but this one said worry. How did it say it? Worry destroys imagination or worry robs you of imagination or something like that. And I feel like that's exactly what you're, what you were just saying. Yes. You were so wrapped up in worry and in concern. You really don't have room to, to dream and to think about what the future could be and what the miracles could be. That's right. And for all of you sweet moms that are still listening um, next week, I'm going to be, hosting a free workshop for you to kind of let go of some of that worry that you have. Because I know personally, when I worry, it takes up a lot of space for love and for patience and for peace in my life. And I know one of the biggest things moms worry about is bad things happening to their kids or when they get sick or injured or have emergencies. And I just want to be able to help you like imagine a life of less worry as a mother. Imagine being able to just be your child's safe place, even in an emergency. I want to help you with that. So come join me. I'll put the link in the show notes for you guys. Cool. I know. I'm really excited. I'll be there. And actually he will be there. So (laughs) you guys should definitely come I will be there Monday, January 22nd, Tuesday, January 23rd. Yep. It's going to be amazing. And I put a link in the show notes here. You can sign up for free. And I only did this once last year. So, you know, I I would say if you want, if you want to come to this, please do. I would love to have you there. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, We love showing up and, and just, (laughs) it's like a date night for Shannon and I (laughs) to sit here with our microphone. So hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Have a great week.